Intravenous 205 is here to support all Birmingham businesses and entrepreneurs. If you would like your business featured on Intravenous 205 podcast, please give us a call at 205-202-1602 or email us at intravenous205 at gmail.com. A native of Gadsden, Alabama, Stephen Hoyt is number eight of nine children born to the late Lula Catherine Hoyt. He was educated in the Gadsden public school system and is a 1985 graduate of Miles College with a Bachelor of Arts in Social Science with a minor in Sociology. He has done postgraduate work at Alabama A&M University in urban and regional planning. For the most part, we know Mr. Stephen Hoyt, however, as our former city council member from District 8 and a a stalwart of just leadership and um, we'll get into that in a minute. We'll get into that in a minute. Stephen is married to the former attorney Daphne Ann Colvin. And an interesting fact (laughs) is the fact that he's been married to the same person for 32 years. And they are the proud parents of one daughter, attorney Maya Christian Hoyt, and a bonus daughter, Rachel Morrow. Hoyt is the proud pastor of Noble Chapel CME Church in the Riley community. Dr. Hoyt, tell me a joke. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Make it a good one. Make it a good one. So there was this um, guy named Leroy, and he had gotten in some trouble. And he had gone to, had the funk, as they said, uh, to Cuba. And so he lived in Miami originally. And so one day he's back in Miami, and so one of his friends said, Leroy says, is that you, man? He said, yeah. He said, I thought you were in Cuba. He said, I was. He said, what happened? Well, you got in some trouble. And he said, no. Mm-mm. He said, uh, he said, well, maybe uh, this guy ran into my knife. <laughs> I was on the corner. Wasn't bothering nobody, but he ran into my knife. And he said, you mean tell me he ran in your knife well, one time and, and died? He said, uh-uh, he ran that nice 17 times. <laughs> <laughs> he ran into the nice 17 times. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, okay. Dr. Hoyt, I want to jump right into it. First of all, you and I ain't never, we have, hadn't always been on the same Side of issues, but later, the later, it, it just seemed to me like we always seem to be on the same side of stuff. Well, you know, but respectfully, you know, because I think you can respectfully disagree with anybody. Sure, 
but I think um, we've had a level of respect because, you know, we know the same folk. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, um, and of course, um, you know, even when we were on different sides, it was still respectable to each other. Yeah. You know, and I understood where you were, you understood where I was. Yeah. And, uh, and we didn't compromise the friendship. You but know? one thing I mm-hmm. will say that I've always admired you on day one, you came in talking about minority participation. Mm-hmm. And when you left, you was talking about <laughs> minority participation. That's true. And every single day in between, Right. You was talking about minority participation, right. and and sir, I just if you have uh, the the votes that you've been on the right side of history, the, I can't begin. Mm-hmm. But I think people need to always remember that you put words in place. That's right. You put words in place. I wrote the language, and sir, and for that, sir. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank well, you. And, 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 you know, in my opinion, there has to be some economic parity mm. that exists in this city that constitutes about 75% African Americans. And yet, um, you know, you wonder why Mountain Brook or Hoover or Homewood do so well because those dollars make it back to those communities. Right. Because those businesses. And those folk employ folk, and they live in those communities. Well, from my perspective, it doesn't happen to Ensley because, <coughs> excuse me, it never make it back. Right. You know, and so when is Ensley going to transform? Right. You know, because we need to, you know, the, the city need to be healthy on all sides. That's right. So it's really been my position from the very beginning, and and that's why we instituted and wrote the language legislation for the minority participation for um, for the city of Birmingham. Yeah. You do have a, a, a distinguished career on mm-hmm. the council. And, you know, a lot of people said, you know, that seat was yours till you decided to, to leave it, right? <laughs> yeah. What, what do you say about your service? Mm-hmm. What, 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 do, do you think you got done what you wanted to get done? You know, tell me, how do you feel about your tenure, your service, yeah. and how you, whether you left the city better, worse? Yeah. Well, I would say the city doesn't owe me anything. I don't owe it any. Mm. Because when I serve, I serve to the best of my ability. And for me, it was, um, a, a, a banner, of, a banner of, of, uh, of love for the city, uh, for its people. And, um, and my job was to make it, leave it better than I found it. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we left it better than we found it. Mm-hmm. If you consider some of the biggest projects that have gone on and most of the stuff going on right now. Yeah. Is I participated, I voted, or I supported it. Even the baseball field, I led the effort on that. Yeah. Uh, it was dead. Dead as a donut. And uh, and so somebody contacted me from corporate America and said, what, we need your help. <laughs> and I said, well, I'll tell you what, uh, let's talk about it, <laughs> yeah. you know. And we did. And, um, you know, I lost a few friends uh, <laughs> voting for it. But, I, you know, but my in my mind, when corporate America tell you they're going to support something, then why not support it? Hmm. 
because it's going to be Alabama Power. It's going to be the Regents Bank that allow their employees to take their clients to a game at 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock. There you go. And so why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, when I you know look at it from a holistic standpoint, I said, you know, this is going to be something good, but I had to, you know, you have techniques. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I was trying to make sure that we maximize any efforts that we had with minority participation. And as you know, some folk got paid. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't. I don't ever tell people who to include in the in the deal. Yeah, you know, I'm smarter than that. You that's know? right. That's, yeah, yeah. Because Miss Hort told me he said uh, that's listen. where phone tabs come in. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> and then Miss Hort told me even before I got there, she said, "Listen, I'm not going to court with you not one day. <laughs> not one. She said I won't be on your arm <laughs> and nothing. She said, you know, and, that crazy and God, wife look. <laughs> listen, God bless Kobe Bryant. She said, but did you see Kobe Bryant's wife with him? Am they? In Denver, when he got in that trouble out there, mm-hmm. she, she didn't show up not one day. Mm-hmm. And she said, that's going to be me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you better be the best counselor that you could possibly be. Yeah. And so I had my marching orders uh, even before that. But I think, too, uh, you know, people, when you raise issues of, of great concerns, mm-hmm. uh, not everybody's going to agree with it. And there's some black folk. Yeah. You know, I met a group of folk in this building right here. Mm. Who told me they was concerned they wasn't getting any contracts from the city and what have you? I said, "Well, y'all need to come to the council." They said, "Well, we don't want we don't want to come out to the council." <laughs> right. I said, "But you know, but you want me to speak up." Right. Yeah, and my wife. But you won't speak for yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. said. I said. But the thing about it is, if you're not getting anything. What, what good? I mean, you can't be any worse than where you are now. Thank you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. trouble you going to put yourself in? You ain't getting right. nothing already. Right. I met with a group of minority um, uh, contractors and, and architects and all right here. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, <clears throat> it, um, it, you know, it showed me that, uh, you know, we still uh, living in Jim Crow days because we still scared. Scared of, That's uh, right. of the other, you know, the, the higher ups. That's right. But nothing's going to change, you know, unless it's radical. Yes. You know, and uh, nobody's going to give you anything. You got to, you got to, you got to. You got to take it. You got to take it. You got to take it. That's right. I had this conversation earlier. Nobody, see, in our minds, there are enough resources to go Mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. That's not the truth. The people with all of the resources mm-hmm. are saying, no, y'all got this much to work with amongst yourselves because mm-hmm. the rest of this is mine. That's right. And yeah. if you afraid to go get that, right. you'll never go get, you You don't have a chance of going at the storehouse. Yeah. Well, when I, t- <laughs> when I told them it doesn't help me to put myself out there on the front line and I look back and I don't have anybody that right. with me. Right. You know, so I don't want it to be my issue. I want well, who are you speaking issue. for, Mr. Hoyt? Right. Where, where are they? Where are they? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and a lot of times that's where it left me. But, you know, I feel comfortable with it because I came to make a difference. Yeah. You know, and when you make a difference, you know, uh, sometimes you got to do that by yourself. Yeah. You know, and um, and that's where I was a lot of times. And even... That's what I'm saying. Even, uh, you know, talking about white folk don't like me raising this issue. There's some black folk didn't like me raising the issue. Either. Right, right. I mean, seriously. That's right. You know, and that's what I discovered. You making trouble for all of us. Right. Well, you know, Dr. King dealt with some scared Negroes. 
Amen. Know? I mean, he did. Amen. He did. I mean, right. you know, they, they didn't want him to come to his church. That's right. That, that church. That's right. Uh, don't come over here. We want to bomb in our church. <laughs> That's right. Don't come you over know? here. Yeah, so we... I preach Sunday. You know, are we putting more emphasis in the building than we are the people? Mm-hmm. You know, I said, you know, God's going to hold us accountable, you know. Yeah. You know, we're making gods out of these buildings, and we don't have any ministry. We don't have anything going out. You know, and we have a responsibility to transform this community and the world, you know. And, you know, even back in those days, the disciples, they, they accused them of turning the world upside down. Mm. That's what the you know, the Pharisees and all those folk, they accused the, the, the disciples. Right. They were turning the world upside down. They had been characterized as that. That's right. But that's what it, it, it calls for us, to be radical and to, you know, some, some change, you know, paradigm is instantaneously, sometimes over a period of time, yeah. But however it is, it needs to change, yeah. you know. And so that's the trajectory that I was on. And, um, and you know, I, I mean, I had a good time, you know, and nobody voted me out, nobody kicked me out. <laughs> I wasn't going to jail. <laughs> you know, none of that. I retired. Yeah. You know, and not many folks have retired. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. but, not but, the way but, you did, uh, at least. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have to say this uh, because um, um, Dr. Kincaid, the former mayor of, of, of Birmingham, he said, before the brown bag, he said, they t- he said, you tell them what to do. He said, but after the brown bag, he said, they tell you what to do. Mm. I said, well, you know, I never lost my voice. There you go. <laughs> you know, and you don't have to lose your voice. You see, because when you compromise who you are and your your core tenets, then uh, there's room uh, for you to, you know, to uh, subject yourself to that. And then you lose your voice. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think people pretty much know I never lost my voice. As a matter of fact, that's why you are here, sir. (laughs) When we get back, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your thoughts on the current um, council and administration and things that are going on in the city, as well as what you got going on personally. So we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Dr. Geraldine Agee. Miles College Provost and Senior Vice President of Academic Affairs. And I'm here to tell you that now is your time. Miles College is Birmingham's premier four-year HBCU. We offer intimate class sizes, accessible faculty, and a personalized career plan with you in mind. Whether it's your first time in college or you want to return and finish, please come experience Miles College and let us invest in your future. Before I ask you your favorite charity, mm-hmm. you were talking about you a chef, man. Oh, indeed. <laughs> you ought to see the grin on your face. What you know how to cook, man? Anything that you ask. Really? Really. really. My wife how did said, you get well, into into? Well, my mother it? was a good cook. Okay. And, um, and she was a, a domestic worker, and so um, she you know, spent her life cooking. Okay. And, um, and I always stayed in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, and I never had to cook at home. Right. I only started cooking when I got away from home, but I knew the dynamics of the kitchen. Yeah. And and knew all the etiquettes of the kitchen because, you know, number one, you gotta you can't cook in a nasty kitchen, you gotta cook in a clean kitchen. Right. And my mother taught me that you have to stay in the kitchen to cook. Okay. You can't cook in the living room, you can't cook in the den. 
you got to cook in the what? In, in the, the kitchen. kitchen. Right. Yeah. And so generally, you know, uh, you don't see food wasted on, on, on the uh, stove in yeah. my house because I cook. At least when you I cook. You're paying attention. That's right. You're I'm cooking. In, I'm cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. Right. right. And I don't cook on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, um, but, uh, but you know, first you got to do that. And I did it with my daughter. I learned how, how to clean up a kitchen before I learned, uh, taught, uh, taught her how to cook. Okay. 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 Yeah, because okay. it needs to be in that order. That's right. Right. Don't nobody, nobody want to eat out of a right. nasty kitchen. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and using all those um, utensils and what have you, you need to clean them as you go. Yeah, I so, do that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not a chef. But okay. But at yeah. least I clean. <clears throat> yeah. Well, even just this week, I, <laughs> my wife said to me, she said that cornbread was so good. She said, uh, you know, I, uh, you hadn't done that in a long time. I said, listen, I said I have cooked. Yeah. <laughs> But I used to cook every day. Okay. 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 You know, and uh, and as a matter of fact, taught my wife how to cook. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. And she's a good cook. Yeah. She's, you know, she's very analytical. So uh, if she learns something, she keeps it. You know, and she tell me, "Don't change." I said, "But I'm a, I'm a chef." You know. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me this, and I say this with all all respect. You mm-hmm. have the most beautiful wife. Well, thank you. Tell us about your love story. We love hearing how people met or, yeah. or the proposal or whatever you want to share. Well, it wasn't far from here. Okay. It was on 16th Street. Okay. At the firehouse. Really? <laughs> at the firehouse shelter. Yeah. My wife was a nursing student at the time, and her professor, who, when I worked for Birmingham Healthcare for Homeless, now is Alabama Regions. Now. Okay. But initially, it was uh, Birmingham Healthcare for the Homeless. And so I was working with the homeless population. And so my wife, professor, did our psychological evaluations uh, for the homeless folk. Okay. And, you know, giving diagnoses and, and things of that nature. And so she told me, she said she had this perfect girl. Uh, said she's one of my top students. And she, she's beautiful and all this. And I'm, and I'm really trying to see what beauty uh, is because, you know, this is a white woman saying, uh, she know uh, this beautiful. Uh huh. So black you woman. like, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, yeah. 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 I want to yeah. know what your vision looks like. You know what I'm <laughs> right, saying? right. And so, uh, but Jessica was a pretty woman herself, you mm-hmm. know. And and so, um, so she told she said, "I'm gonna sign her to do her preceptorship with you because she was at that time was gonna go into psychiatric nursing." Mm-hmm. And so um, she assigned her to me. She said, "I think you're gonna like him. His name is Stephen Hoyt, and you know he, uh, you know it's." shirts and stuff is Christine and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. You know, she was, you know, putting me up, you know, because she, mm-hmm. she liked the way I look and yeah. her shirts and white and all that stuff. And so um, so Daphne thought I was going to be a nice white guy to work with because, you know, named Stephen Hoyt. Right. So who, who right. you know black name Hoyt. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So, but when she came and I saw her and I said, oh, my goodness. You know, and back in those days, they had baby dolls. He was probably too young to remember baby dolls, but it used to be a, a club on top of the hill. Oh, the like, plate! Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah, baby dolls. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so, and I, I said, I told my coworker, I said, listen, I said, I'm gonna take this out. So we met that morning, uh-huh. and it was uh, January 27th. I know because <laughs> I had an accident that morning, and uh, on the way to work, and when she got there, she said, I'm looking for Stephen Hort. I said, I am he. You know, I am he. That's right. And, so, <laughs> and listen, I just, I mean, I just fell in love right there. You know, I said, man, this girl is gorgeous, you know. I love it. And, uh, and then kind of find she's smart too. So I'm like, wow. So Wonderful. it really, you know, worked out. And here it is 
you know, 33 years later and 32 years in marriage. You know, we dated for almost a year. Okay. And before we got engaged, but it wasn't long. It was met in, in, in January, got engaged that December, and then we got married that next May. Oh, yeah, you were yeah, moving, yeah, house. I was moving, Doc. I was ready. <laughs> I had prayed. I had prayed. Amen to okay. that. Okay. Amen yes, to that. Yeah, yeah. So tell me real quick, what's your favorite charity right now? My favorite charity, I, I guess, would be the one that I'm working for. I was wondering Danny, if you were going to say that. Yeah, the Danny Project. <laughs> um, but, you know, we have supported uh, many charities over the years. Um, as I have uh, served in this city, uh, not, notwithstanding UNCF, um, um, Sickle Cell Foundation, uh, you know, always the agents I support support children. Yeah. Uh, HABD. Yeah. You know, I think I gave them twenty five thousand, fifteen thousand, or something, twenty five, something like that. And if I and, and if and I remember correctly, right? Well, right. not just Miles, but if I remember correctly, Lost right before you left the council, Boys and Girls Club got a oh, sweet yeah, look check yeah. from you. I gave them twenty five thousand. Yeah. yeah, sure yeah, did. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I'll be watching yeah, you, man. Yeah, I'll be yeah, watching you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well what I we think, could, I hmm? think that's what's gonna make the difference. You know, the earlier yes. the better. You know, and that's really what we got to do. Um, as I, um, you know, in my capacity as a court advocate uh, with the Danning Project now, um, just trying to save our young people. Yeah. You know, but I think you know we got to come up with a plan that that deals with them from K uh, through twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, I just believe. You know, we got to get in a preventive mode. Well, I'm I'm not going to be argumentative, sir. Mm -hmm. But them kids ain't the problem. You need a program from their mama and daddy. Right. The parents are the problem. But now, I just had to put Mm -hmm. that out there. Please finish, sir. (laughs) Well, I'm going to agree with you because, um, you know, and the parents are scared of their children. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my mama was never scared of us. Ever. You know, I mean, I mean, she could put it down. Today, yeah. my mama scares me. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well I was here, she would be scared. <laughs> well, look here. We gonna, if mm-hmm. you choose not to answer one of these questions, we're going to okay. give $100 to the um, uh, Dannon Project. You got to give $100. So that makes you answer the question. Okay. All right. But they're easy. Mm-hmm. Regents Park or Rickwood Field? Rickwood Field. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad Park. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Legacy. Crossplex or Legion Field? Crossplex. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? Birmingham Zoo. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Sloss Furnace. Alabama Theater or Lyric Theater? Uh, The Lyric. Civil Rights Institute or Negro League Museum? Negro League. Museum. Barons or Squadron? Squadron. Legion or Stallions? Legion. Alabama or Auburn? Auburn. 
Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Biggie or Tupac? Uh, uh, I think Biggie. My man. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. So we cannot possibly have the dean in the building and not get his assessment mm -hmm. of the current administration and council. Be gentle or be severe. It matters not to me, sir. Oh my. Oh, you gotta pontificate. Listen. Tell us what your <laughs> thoughts are. <laughs> well, I, I, I think you And got, be sure you yeah. end with mm -hmm. some advice. Yeah. A piece of advice. Well, I'm I think we got a good council. Um, they're all very um, intelligent people, very educated folk. Um, and the fact that they have been a part of some of the, uh, you know, the, the energy and the synergy that we experience now, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> even though we have a few new folk, uh, but majority of the council stayed. Mm -hmm. uh, and so um, I have high uh, expectations for them. Um, my advice is uh, still have public discussion. Mm -hmm. I don't think public discussion um, takes away uh, from transparency. You know, I think we you mean that city council means yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I still think you need to have some some conversations about what it is that you're doing because you don't want to give the people impression that you're not having discussion or you're having discussions aside, you know, sidebars as opposed to discussing, you know, those things in the, in the public because I think the public deserve to know what's going on mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and to have, uh, you know, the collective thoughts of those individuals, um, you know, as they're you know, making these decisions. And so, I, you know, for government, let me just say for government, it's not good to have private conversations. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not good. The old saying, uh, sunlight is the best disinfectant. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that would that would be my, my advice uh, would be uh, because it's not just uh, the kumbaya. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about um, you informing the public is what it is that you are actually having some conversation about decisions that you make. Right. And they don't need to wonder if you've had a conversation, but they need to know that you've had conversation. To come and, all out together and right. say, this is what we've come up with. Right. Instead of showing the conversation right. is what you're talking about. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, but that's just me. Uh -huh. um, you know, and some people seem to think that, you know, I was confrontational because I'm, I'm going to discuss that. I'm going to read it. I'm going to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I already know the answer to my question but I'm just trying to make sure the public understand that I'm actually putting some thought into what it is that you asked me to do. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think they can appreciate that. At least uh, they still say to me, we miss you. Yeah. And uh, and I said, well, I appreciate that. I said, but, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, it don't owe me anything. And yeah. I owe it. Yeah. 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 But I enjoy it. Um, got a chance to, um, you know, to really um, impact the you know, community. If you look at what the fairgrounds used to be, you know, the whole idea of redeveloping the fairgrounds was was my idea as a neighborhood person, yeah. not not as a council, but as a neighborhood person. Yeah. And first, given you know, uh, getting the the neighborhood community around what it could be. Yeah. You know, even though those plans changed, you know, as we got mayors mm -hmm. and what have you, but nevertheless, the idea of redeveloping 
the uh, the crossplex now, um, you know, came from you know the fact that I thought we needed to do something with it because there was some um, some racing enthusiasts. Uh, who thought they still need to race them cars? I said, but y'all ain't got but two people in the stands, <laughs> right? You know, and then, <laughs> then had some black folks to say to me, "Well, that, that, it's historical." So we used to keep the children of the movement out there. I said, "Well, to go out there and take some pictures, <laughs> so we need to tear it down because you know, from a developer standpoint, you know, I'm yeah. a planner by profession, yeah. And so, from a developer standpoint, it's not every day you find sixty, almost sixty acres in the inner city." Right, and so when you have that kind of uh, land, you need to be, develop it to uh, to be a benefit and to increase the quality of life of, of those persons around. And so that was my whole irony. And even with the you know with what we have now, uh, it was my bringing these track enthusiasts, uh, David Heron, former um, uh, city council person, mm-hmm. asked me if I could set up a meeting between he and uh, between them and. Uh, and Mayor Lang- Larry Langford, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, you know, we th- we thinking if we can get an indoor track and field, and we don't have to go up to Decatur to a dust bowl, they call it. Mm-hmm. And he said we will guarantee that the high school um, schools uh, athletics department they will you know do their competition mm-hmm. in this place. Mm-hmm. And and so I did. I convened a meeting. Mayor met with him. And, you know, he was ready to do something. That's right. And, uh, and of course, the rest is history. That's right. And so, um, but, you know, a lot of times people don't know the premise of those ideas. See, I, I do. I, I yeah. do. Do you remember how we met? I, you know what? Now, I, I, I remember, <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I'll tell you what he did. Uh <laughs> Alba uh, Power had something, and I, I love to dance too. That's what other folks don't know. <laughs> I love to dance. And so uh, Albert came up. He said, man, he said, you're going to be a politician. He said, you don't need to be doing all that dance. And I said, listen, man, I love to dance. You know, do you remember that? I it do was, remember was, that. Yeah, in Ooh, the tent. Yeah. was pissed at me. <laughs> As a matter of fact, this is the way I said it. I said, we didn't elect you to be out here dancing. <laughs> but funny enough. And and it, that is the where it all started. Mm-hmm. You know, Bobby um, got me to work on your campaign. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. And see, working. I knew, I I knew what I was getting. I knew what I was dealing with, even though I didn't live in your district. You right. know what I'm saying? I was right. out there talking about yeah. this man talking about doing something out of Fair Park. Right. That was one of the things that That's I right. said. Right. So I yeah. I literally remember that. Right. But um, man, we you have no idea how much I appreciate you coming. We um, I just I really cherish getting to know you over Thank the you. years more Likewise. and more. Well, you're and true. I, and, and you, it and really you. came together when we were together in DC. Yeah, absolutely. And I just it was at that point I was like, you know what, this is my nigga right here. Okay. I mean, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> I like I just yeah. that's when I really fell in love with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and and the thing about it is, I know that certain folks need to be in in the know, and I wasn't gonna deny you, and I know that's your job. Yes, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't gonna deny you as, you know, I've had other folks that I've been you know, friends with for years, and you know them, and even when they left uh, a certain company, I always kept them in the know because you know that was part of who they were, 
And so I didn't want them to, folks think that, you know, that the person is not there, that they no longer have access. That's I really, still, I never thought you, I never knew that you were intentional about yeah. it. And, yeah. And I, and I yeah, respect absolutely. and thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, for me, I've a, I can disagree with you, but I'm not going to do anything to hurt you. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be there to help you and whatever, whatever it is, you know, because you got a family, you got children, you got, you know, what I can't, I can't do that. I, yeah. I'm a man of God first. Amen. Okay. Yeah. So nobody can tell you that I did anything deliberately, even when I've worked on jobs and, and folks, and I used to manage in public housing and had this uh, one person who had been, had worked for three other managers. And when I got there, he wanted me to file. I said, ma'am, I said, I'm not, you know, I said, the, I said, the, the, the man wants you fired. I said, but I'm not going to do that. I said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to help you get your inspections up and, and all. I said, and then you're on your own. Yeah. And she never, she, she actually ended up retiring from there, never had another infraction or anything because I helped her to do those inspections because I realized, you know, you got a family to provide and I'm not going to be that. You know, and I wasn't going to come in as a new manager fine folk. Right. Because that, that's not good for morale. Right. You know, I know who I am. You know, and I tell folk all the time, if you come to my house, I, you sit at the end of my table. Wow. Okay? Yeah. Anybody who comes to my house, sit at the end of my table. That's I said, because really I don't need a table, the end of the table to define me. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Wherever I sit, I'm still the head. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, and there so you go. my wife and I, I don't sit at the end of the table even with my wife. I sit, we sit across from each other. You know, and I can tell you that I can count on one hand uh, in my 16 years that I sat in that desk behind at City Hall in that chair. I always sat on the side. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I'll share this with you. I wrote every counselor a handwritten note in my own handwriting and before I left there. And couple of mayors uh, and, and the mayor and uh, his chief of staff and deputy chief of staff and all wrote them personal notes and uh, and central staff you know Miss Kidd and, and Jeff wrote them notes mm -hmm. and Jeff said to me he said you don't know what you've done he said I always have to I go back and reflect you know in your words and what have you and so I was just um, I didn't know it I didn't think it meant that much you know yeah. But uh, but obviously it did, and that's what I did. But I I learned that uh, Ronald Reagan wrote notes. Really? Yeah. And so I said, you know, I'm gonna leave on on a high. Yeah. You know, and so uh, but I wanted them to know that I appreciated. We didn't always agree. What well, we could do, but but we did agree to grow this city principally, mm. and that's what I try to do. You know. And that's what I do even now. They they, they get notes from me, and uh, you still let them, them know yeah, what you think. Yeah, yeah. I tell them. I said, listen. I thank you. I appreciate that. I, you know, I came. My first public meeting that I attended after leaving City Hall was the redistricting because I wanted to, to understand okay. if they were doing it right because I've been on the commission yeah. more than once, and so I knew, you know, what that process was about. Uh, but when I got there, I was pleased. That they had the right person. Not only was the man was a consultant, but he was an attorney, and he knew exactly what he's doing. And matter of fact, he's done it better than it's okay. been done in the past. So I was really pleased with that. 
Well, yeah. sir, the fact that you gave it a vote of confidence goes yeah. a long way with me. Yeah. yeah. I'm very serious yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, and I think some people got surprised now. Yeah. And folks downtown, because they've been moving downtown. But you got to understand with, with uh, redistricting that the, 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 the common denominator is the amount of residents in each district has to be equal. Ah, so even if you concentrate it them, matter. if you concentrate them all, you still got to divide them out. Yeah, even if it's a <laughs> if it's a street right down the middle of you. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be it's got to be equal, you know, close to equal. Uh huh. Okay, and so those folk got surprised. That's why you got now got Crystal representing Southside, all of Southside. Okay? okay. So you know because you know, they were packing. You know, packing the districts yeah. and thinking that, you know, it was going to you know, change something, you know, and I guess for the future, whatever, it still may change. Because, you know, we got to learn to go to the polls, too. But uh, but that whole dynamic is the fact that they uh, they didn't they didn't count that, you see. And uh, so, just, wow. you know, that's. Yeah, that's how I think. That's why I got stuff on my mind. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. <laughs> what George Wallace said. What George Wallace I got stuff on my mind. <laughs> I want to thank my dear friend, the illustrious Stephen Hoyt, for joining us. I want to thank you for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed63 and Urbanham.com. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by Jefferson County Sheriff's Office.